Snap, Tackle, and Pod podcast, or maybe just Snap, Tackle, Pod. It's a working title. <laughs> We're rolling with stuff here. It's the first episode. Dion Clisso of Preps KC, Mick Schaefer of 41 Action News. We're going to be doing this on a weekly basis, and we'll be talking about the high school sports in and around Kansas City. This should be fun, Dion. This should be fun. We've, we've done some stuff like this before. Yep. We've done a lot over at uh, Metro Sports. <laughs> You've done a lot uh, in and out, uh, whether it be um, you know the internet, in print, Examiner, TV, radio, <laughs> multimedia. Dion Clisso. you got to be these days. You got to be everything. Yeah, you do. And uh, we're going to try to talk about everything in and around high school football in Kansas City, both Kansas and Missouri side, Sunflower League, EKL, the suburban leagues. Um, you name it, big class, small class, Dion knows it all, and we will try to impart as much of that information onto you uh, during this uh, 2019 season, and hopefully uh, beyond that as well. We've got, we've got the palatial 41 Action News podcast studios here, so we can take phone calls, we can take um, you know, guests, all that stuff. Yeah, um, it's, it's really cool to be here, and I'm excited about uh, partnering with uh, 41 and um, it's may, not necessarily a long time coming, but I've yeah. got a great relationship with you. We've known each other for at least 15 years, it's if been a not while. longer. But uh, um, I know your passion for high school sports, and I'm, I'm glad to be working with you again and glad to be working with 41. And it's going to be a fantastic season. Yeah. It's our 10th year. Uh, it goes by fast. i, I got a 9-year-old son, so <laughs> so it all happened about that same we year. We know what you were doing when you started the podcast. Yes, we started Preps KC. We were, we were <laughs> definitely busy. Uh, but, no, it's uh, it's fun to be able to do this and – um, you know, we've evolved over our time, and, and if you are new to Preps KC, and uh, hopefully you're not, but I know that plenty of people uh, don't maybe come to high school football until their kids start playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we started out with our website and our radio show, and we had a magazine that we had for four years, which was really kind of fun to do. Um, and then as time went on and, and uh, print has changed a little, we, we started off with an app uh, instead of the magazine. We've had the app now for about six years, and, and also this year we've optimized our website so it's totally mobile-friendly. So no matter where you're at, if I tweet out a link or something yep. like that, it goes right to it, and that's really a great – I mean, the, you just go to PrepsKC.com on your browser or on your smartphone, and it's a, it's a really quick and easy way to get the information. And PrepsKC is such a great site. You can have the app. You can uh, be online, and you can find, for a lot of these games, instantaneous scores almost. Up-to-date on a Friday night, you're going to be able to find out what's going on across the city and whatever game, for the most part, you want to. Uh, you want to follow along, and you have stringers out there that that uh, text in the scores. You're able to upload them very quickly, and it's almost—I mean, it's get, it's getting closer to real time here, Dion. Yeah, it is. We're, we're pretty much real time on most of these scores, and then we've got also another um, about 30 games out of our 70 or so each week that are uh, digital scout as a partner that we have, and a lot of these schools will use digital scouts. We have live box scores and uh, you know play by play and. Uh, really, that's a fun way to follow a game if you can't be there and, and check on stats. And if somebody's having a big night, you can see where they're at in the middle of the game. And it's a fantastic uh, vehicle that we've partnered with them uh, again this year. And like I said, about th- about 30 of our 60 games, you know, anywhere between 20 and 30 of those games will have the live, mm-hmm. you know, just like NFL.com or ESPN.com yeah. on a Sunday when you're looking for your fantasy stats. 
Uh, it's going to be a cool partnership, not just uh, this podcast, but we'll also have Dion's ticker on Friday night on 41 Action News. So you'll be able to see almost all the uh, all the scores from all the games across the city on our ticker. We're going to run that through uh, for our three or four minute sports cast, as well as uh, have some extra highlights from uh, Preps KC as well. So 41 Action News. What we're hoping to make uh, is it uh, make it be your uh, first and only stop or first number one stop uh, when it comes to broadcast television for for high school football on Friday nights. And with Dion's help and Preps KC, we are getting closer to that. All right, let's get started here because guess what? We're getting started with high school football this week on the Missouri side. Friday night is week one for Missouri. Well, and everybody's like, oh, wow, it's early. But uh, we were joking on the way up here. A couple years ago when the schedule was different in Missouri, the first game was on the 18th. Of, of August, and so this summer has been seemed like a little longer yeah. for me, and it's it's really exciting in that sense. And uh, you got, I've had more time to kind of really get things going, and, and it's going to be a great year on the Missouri side and the Kansas side. But it's fun to kick that off. Uh, as of right now, there's still only the one week difference between the two. There was two weeks there for a while, yep. but then they backed up classes one through five in Missouri. Uh, so they actually have their state championship games after Thanksgiving. There is talk maybe of, of Missouri going to, to a nine-game season, much like Kansas. I don't know if that will ever happen. But it should go the other way. Kansas well, should go to a ten-game season. Yes and no. I, you know, I, I think when I started this ten years ago, I was like, come on, Kansas, get another game. But as we – as we find out, and as we found out about football, it's a pretty physically demanding sport. Mm-hmm. Just ask Andrew Luck. I mean, these kids are going through it, and if you're playing for a state championship in Missouri in classes one through five, you're playing 15 games, which is more than the national champion will yeah. in college football. It's a true. lot of times, a lot of times, depending on where they're coming from. So, but what are they playing in Texas? 18. Yeah, games? Texas plays a lot of games. There's, oh my, I don't and know. They're te- playing almost up to Christmas. Yeah, they do. Uh, Texas. I don't know if you really. Can. <laughs> in terms of how they it's look a, at football. It's a different sport, I, I different will, world down there. I will say this in Missouri, that when they backed up the, the season um, so that it would start a week later, there's a couple factors out there. Uh, I, I thought it would be the heat that would be the thing that would drive them back. But come mm-hmm. to find out, it was the tourism industry. It's the same reason why in Missouri school will not start until yeah. 10 days before Labor Day because places like Branson, uh, the state fair, yeah. you know, they get tourism dollars. Either they lose some of their kids that are working there or – Nobody travels in August, and the funny thing, just a little side note, had my in-laws had friends driving through, and they stayed in Branson a few weeks ago, and and practice hadn't started for fall yet, and they said it was a ghost town. Nobody was there. Nobody was there, and I go down in July, and it's packed. No, yeah. <laughs> so, so the time to go, if, yes. you, if you glean nothing else from this and uh, we podcast, can probably, the time to go to Branson, yes. late August. Yes, and, and we can probably do a whole bo- podcast on Branson, because both <laughs> yes. our families have gone down there. Yes. It's, just, uh, it's the people-watching capital of the world, yes. Branson, Missouri, yes. uh, USA. Um, all right, so as we mentioned, it's going to be Missouri starting up this week, week one on the uh, Show Me side. So let's get some Show Me conferences here and give kind of a... Like a preseason look at what to expect from some of these leagues, and why not start with the the biggest suburban gold? Right, we do the uh, we do the colors for the suburban league still. Yeah, and and that's the Blue Springs, Blue Springs South, uh, all Lee the Summit. Lee Summit no, right? no, Lee Summit is down in, in red. Okay, Lee Summit North, Lee Summit West, okay. the two biggest, Ray Peck and Park Hill, and. Really, it's a, a pretty balanced conference. In the last few years, you've seen Park Hill go to the semifinals. You've seen Blue Springs go to back-to-back state championship games. And they were in the semifinals against Rockhurst last year. Uh, Lee Summit West has been very good. Their only problem is they can't beat Rockhurst in the playoffs. Lee Summit North got to the quarterfinals last year. They fell to Rockhurst in the playoffs. So that really is a, a, a pretty balanced league. The last few years, the uh, Blue Springs South and Ray Peck have kind of been at the at the bottom. I feel like Ray Peck will be a little bit better this year. Blue Springs South has got a new coach in Matt Klein. He takes over for John Euler. It's the first outside of their building 
coach or outside of their program coach really? in about 20 some years. They've only had like five head coaches in, in yeah. 25 years, but <laughs> they, they went outside and Blue Spring South is probably still going to be down a little bit, but they've got the most freshmen of anybody I've heard of in the Metro. They got 75 freshmen. So keep an eye on them wow. in 21 and 22, but that's a ton. That's yeah. more than, yeah, that's most like Rockers numbers. Yeah. yeah. So the, I would say Blue Springs, Lee Summit West, uh, Lee Summit North are probably the top three right now. Uh, they all lost good players off of last season. They're all replacing quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Blue Springs may get better at the quarterback position. They actually have the kid who uh, was going to play last year, got hurt, missed the entire season. And so they, sh- they could get better there. Lee Summit West is, is replacing a quarterback with Sammy Cooper, who was their receiver. He's a really good baseball player. That's his main sport. Uh, the guy who covered uh, their jamboree last week, he's like, oh, he didn't look good. I've got some good connections <laughs> over at Lee Summit West who said kid's rusty because he's been playing baseball, baseball all summer. summer. Yeah, so no, he, that makes sense. It's Trevor Cardell's an outstanding receiver, too. So they've got good athletes. Park Hill has got maybe one of the best defensive ends in the in the Midwest and, and Johnny Wilson. And uh, they've got a ton of good athletes. Their depth isn't what it's been the last few years. They actually redistricted in Park Hill this year. And um, they lost some students to go to Park Hill South. So those are kind of the one. Then Lee Summit North, you know, had their best year ever. They went nine and three, lost to Rockhurst in the quarterfinals. Christian Carter and John, Christian Carter, their quarterback, John Eldridge, one of their outstanding running backs. They graduated. They still have Keon Mosey. Yeah. Who's a, a senior running back this year. Track stud. Uh, really is a great running back. Jamar's nephew. Right? Jam, yeah, yeah, Jamar, the head coach, Jamar Mosey's nephew. Uh, he is a is a dynamic player. Um, the worry I have with him is the the touches. Um, Christian Carter touched the ball a ton last year, and he ended up missing the last three games with a back yeah. injury. And that's that's a, hey, the suburban gold is not about your talent a lot of times. And in class six in Missouri, it's about how healthy can you stay. Yeah. And that's the that's the grind you've got to go through and have the numbers to back that up. Lee Summit North also, they've got some questions at quarterback replacing Carter. Um, they've got a couple kids that have transferred and they're trying to figure out if they're going to be eligible this year or not. Uh, so that's kind of going on right now. But it's it's gonna be a tough league. It's gonna be a grind. And then if you factor in, you know, the teams in the red that they'll drop down and play in Lee Summit. Liberty and Liberty North, who are yeah. also class six teams who are tough. And then, you know, they also will drop down and play Staley. There's no real weeks off for a lot of the schools no. in, the, in the suburban gold. Ray Peck, Blue Springs, Blue Springs South, they pick up Rockhurst. I'm hearing in the next cycle that Lee Summit West or Lee Summit North might pick up Rockhurst in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be great. So the gold is is tough as always. Um, the healthy team is going to be there at the end. <laughs> and that's I, I, it's just been that way the last yeah. few years. And the sad fact of it is, if you look at the last three years out of Kansas City in Class 6, Rockhurst, Blue Springs, and Blue Springs coming out of that, if they'd have been, if they'd have played on the other side of the state, they would have had a better chance of beating CBC and and Kirkwood in those games. Yeah. But they were so banged up by the time they got there. So who's going to win it? The gold. If they're all healthy by the by the end of the year, who's got the best talent? Who's going to win this thing? I like Blue Springs. Kelly Donahoe really likes this team, and he doesn't get that way a lot. <laughs> and uh, you know, the, I mean. I, he doesn't like. I, I don't get the same sense out of them that I did in twelve and thirteen when they had like like four NFL guys on. <laughs> right, and he was still like, yeah. I don't know, Dion. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. but things come together. <laughs> they were yeah, really I good. Think we can be decent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when they <laughs> when they had uh, yeah, at least two NFL guys right now, maybe two more warming up in the bullpen. Uh, I don't know if they're that good, and the, and the, their depth is really going to be tested. But if Lee Summit West can get. Their defense a little bit better this year. Yep. They their size of their offensive line is massive, and then Lee Summit North and Park Hill are kind of similar. They've got a ton of athletes and can out athlete just about anybody. And if they can stay healthy, and that's yeah. that's one of those things. And a stat that I kind of stumbled across this week in the Suburban Gold, the last non quarterback to win a Simone Award out of that league is uh, Dalvin Warmack. 
He had a 23, 24-yard rushing the first year. His senior year, he had 2,000 yards and rushing. And he won it twice. He, twice. His senior year had 2,000 yards rushing and about another 400 yards receiving. He only averaged 18.2 touches, touches a game. Great. But that says a lot about – I mean, if you go, if you start ratcheting those touches up to 20, 25, or even 30, I don't know if anybody's going to carry the ball 30 times a game anymore or touch the ball 30 times a game. That's where that's going to yeah. – you know, that's where those those skill guys have got to be careful because the size of the line – Lee Summit West line is massive. I mean, that's the that's the deal there. So that's the gold in, in a nutshell. Stay healthy, yeah. catch some breaks, uh, and, and, and just try and be there at the end. Absolutely, and hopefully the, uh, the winner, whoever survives that battle of attrition, can, uh, can go out and uh, big home, yeah, bring them the big brown trophy from uh, – where are we playing it this year? We're back in Columbia. Back in Columbia. Uh, so that's where yeah. they're going to be for the near future that I can tell. And in the, the Class 6, they do it on Thanksgiving weekend. Um, this year – it's on. It's usually going to be on Saturday because Missouri's pretty much locking themselves into mm-hmm. that Friday gate with Arkansas. So every other year when that game's in, in Mizzou, they play the eight man in the Class Six. And CBC's been really good the last two years. They're not quite as good. I'm hearing Desmet now has is uh is kind of gathered more of the players on their yeah. side in St. Louis. So they're a team to watch for. Kirkwood's pretty good. And so the two districts that feature Kansas City schools, which is District Two, Blue Springs, and Blue Springs South, they'll match up with the Kirkwood district, which yeah. is D- District Three. And then the, all the rest of them, Rockhurst, Lee Summit, they'll match up with the CBC to Smet yeah. District. So that's kind of the way, the path for the Class 6 schools. You're listening to the Snap, Tackle, and Pod podcast. I came up with that title like last night, yes. basically. That, that, After was 45 a, seconds of thinking, it was and, a like, series of text messages yes. that went back and forth. Yes. So there was, you could tell the amount of we, we actually were thinking about it for about a week right. but uh, we actually got I was not last I was not <laughs> it was one of the only appropriate ones too uh, that we threw out as uh, as uh, as it was all right so suburban red white and blue you don't have to go as in depth to these three conferences who do you like though in those three leagues and we're going by the way down in classification red's bigger than white white's bigger than blue really easy in the red you know Staley's always going to be there they're, they're, they're fantastic um, they've got some seniors they replaced when are they going to be a big class team they're getting close that, that that number's coming, and we can as we go down the line this year, we can talk more about classifications. Um, I think Liberty North is going to be much improved. Liberty might take a little bit of a step, and back. they are they're class six. Right? Yeah, they're class yeah, six. Both Liberty's. Um, Lee Summit maybe doesn't. They've got a good offensive line. Um, they return a quarterback, Darius Pearsall, who's started since the sophomore year. He's battled injuries, but he's a big, athletic, um, probably FCS type kid. Um, and they've got a good offensive line. Their defense has, has got some spots they need to take care of. So that's going to be a real interesting league too, because those four at the top are really pretty good. In the blue, you've got Fort Osage, who's coming off a, a run to the state championship game, and they've they've had a really good run there. Fort in the blue? Uh, yeah, or the oh, white. The they're white, white. I'm sorry. okay. <laughs> See, I get confused really? with the color. Yeah. So, no, in, oh, come on. In Fort the white, you've got, uh, you've got Fort Osage and Raytown. And Raytown is bringing back Joe Campbell, one of the most outstanding quarterbacks in the Metro. Raytown has had fantastic regular seasons the last two years, and they have lost in the first round of the playoffs two years ago to a Ruskin team that they hammered about a month before mm-hmm. the end of the season. Then last year, they played Belton, who they beat by like 35 or 40 points. And two weeks later, they turn around and lose to him by 28. So Raytown's got kind of a postseason thing they've got to get over. Uh, funny thing about Raytown this week, when the original classifications came out last week, they were in Class 4. And then uh, on Monday, there was a change in the classifications because there was a mistake made at Misha, and actually they were in Class 5. So uh, they were down in Class 4 for a while with some of the other schools that are in the blue. So were they excited then for, uh, I, I for a moment or two? I don't know. The text message I got from the coach was kind of like, I think, more mad at the situation. Um, they had a pretty good 
angle in, in class four if they could yeah, get through. Because a lot of times the bigger the class doesn't necessarily mean yeah. the heart of the road. They, you know, they're going to play probably Fort Osage twice because they're in the district with Fort Osage and, um, and Staley and North Kansas City on the other side. And that's, North Kansas City is kind of another team in the white to keep an eye on. They, you know, they lose C.J. Price and, and uh, Antikimpo, who's their outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tommy, the, I, I, I was pretty good at his name around Simone time. He's a great, great guy, great kid. He's at Northwestern. But they've got some good players behind, and Leon Douglas has done a great job. So those are kind of the three in the white. And then the blue, you've got Kearney, you've got Platte mm-hmm. County, Belton, uh, Belton's in the white. You've got uh, Grain Valley and Smithville. Those are the four that really stand out to me. But Grandview and Raytown South have a ton of athletes and a really pretty talented team. So there's a matchup of styles between some of those suburban teams, and you got Grandview and Raytown South who are really athletic. Um, so it's going to be interesting because Platte County and Kearney and Smithville are all replacing quarterbacks. Grain Valley, and I've been out to their practice, they actually look like a class Four team, almost How five team. They, just How much size have they wide. grown, man. My the, gosh, just in school wise, school wise, and athletes and, too. Yeah, David Alley got there about five years ago, and he's really, you know, like, he knows what it takes to be in that four and five yep. and be and go deep and get those guys ready. So that's really going to be a fun one to watch because Smithville lost a lot of good players, but I'm hearing their depth is really good too. So that that conference right there is really all about what Class Four is going to look like. Uh, you throw Harrisonville mm-hmm. into the mix in District Seven along with Grain Valley and Grandview and Raytown South, and then up north you've got St. Joe Lafayette and some of those schools like Excelsior Springs that are also a part mm-hmm. of that district. So that that blue is 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 a pretty good representation of what probably who wins the seven eight quarterfinal right has got a really good chance of being in Columbia because they match up with the other two districts. And I'm just going to say this nicely: they're not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, MRVC West, Odessa, Oak Grove, one of those two teams going to be the, the o- class out there? Oak Grove's been down the last few years. Harrisonville was down last year. Odessa's been pretty good. They were undefeated until they lost to Maryville last year. They bring a lot of good players back, including their quarterback, Josie Mitteron. Um, Excelsior Springs has been fantastic under Mark Fabian. They went out there and brought in – and they run Veer now, so they don't look like a lot of other teams. So he doesn't necessarily need a big quarterback who can throw mm-hmm. it. Or, they just get some good linemen and they run, and they've really been good at that. Um, Pleasant Hill, uh, they've got a new coach in Mike Hedrick, Greg Smith, their coach from the last few years. He moved over to Blue Spring South as the offensive coordinator. They've had some pretty good talent last year. I don't know where that talent is this year. Um, they've got some young guys who have to step in. So really Excelsior, Harrisonville, and Odessa are, are probably the top three. Pleasant Hill uh, is in there as well. Warrensburg moved into that league last year and had a really good run. Now that's a group of seniors who'd been building, so we're going to see what they had behind. Chris Cavanaugh is their yeah. coach there, does a really good job. Uh, so that's kind of how that conference looks. Another one on the Missouri side is uh, the IL, and you were saying that Lincoln Preps yeah. got, got a couple guys. Yeah, huh? Lincoln Preps legit. They've got a couple guys. They got a move a move in from. Uh, he was a going to the Kaufman Foundation Charter School. Yeah. They don't have football. He wanted to play football, so he's at Lincoln Prep now, and um, he's getting some D one looks. He's a DN looks great. Uh, their coach William Lowe. They've got sixty five kids at an inner city school, and that says a lot about what yep. they're doing there. And and they really have a chance. They they were competing with you know people on their schedule like Pembroke Hill, who was undefeated in the regular season last year, and uh, and and some other schools. They were beating the schools in the IL. They're definitely the class of the IL. I know Central's had some numbers problems, uh, and some of those other schools face that as well. Uh, they have a chance if they can kind of step out. They're class four, so they're kind of when it gets to the postseason, yep. it's going to be tough. But they played yep. pretty tough with Harrisonville last year, so. That's a really good thing to see, and they're doing a great job. And hopefully that can continue, not just at Lincoln Prep, but some other inner-city schools. All right, so those are pretty much the Missouri conferences and overview of all of them. Next week when Kansas finally starts, we'll, uh, we'll give you a rundown of what uh, Dion thinks of the EKL, the Sunflower, the KCAL, the UKC. <laughs> 
Is there Frontier Leagues? We still Frontier roll with the Frontier League, oh, yeah. League too. Pale, all those yeah, places. All those as well. Uh, we touched on Rockers. What's what's their schedule look like? Is it as regional or as national as it has been before? And what's that going to be like? The the Tony <laughs> Severino retirement tour here. This, you know, this fall. I don't know if he necessarily wanted to do the retirement tour. The, the, the he school didn't. Kinda, he yeah. told us. He said, yeah, <laughs> "The administrators, though, they said, you know, I got to do it." <laughs> I was being nice. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's not maybe his style. They, their schedule's pretty good. They've got Columbia Rockbridge and CBC, but you know, Ray Peck is playing, and they've got more local games because they play Blue Valley and Miege, and that's great. They don't really don't have to travel that much like they've had to in the past. They still have Jeff City on their schedule, which is a 40-year thing that's been going on there. Now, mm-hmm. this this might be the last year of that Jeff City game. I'm not sure if Jeff City, when their new high school opened this year with freshmen and sophomores, over the next couple of years, they're going to probably be a f- Class 5 school. I don't know if they'll continue that game, yeah. but more schools like Lisa West and will play them. And I think that I think that Blue Valley and Miege are happy with what happened. I mean, Blue Valley was. They weren't very good last year, but they're going to be pretty good this year. And I think it's a it's a great cross state for them. But we're getting more and more of those, right? We're kind, mean, well, we had a little run with the Sunflower and the and the Suburban, but that didn't go well. The Sunflower didn't only won one game out of that's right out of twenty, <laughs> <laughs> so that that didn't last. Um, and Maybe that's should have been more of the EKL. Yeah, I think if they would have been able to, you know, with twenty seven teams in the Suburban, if you just try and match up with Sunflower, if you bring in some EKLs. It, it would allow it to yeah. kind of do some different things. Now, the EKL next year, um, I don't know what they're going to do in terms of the extra game because Mill Valley's moving out, so yeah. they're going to be a an eight-team conference. They'll have seven games. They'll have, each of them have one game, so they'll have the ability to do something yep. like that. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, no, I think Rock's schedule looks pretty good for them. Uh, he said they don't they they aren't big on skill positions, but that's kind of their style. They they're yeah. just going to play defense and and good special teams and find a way to score, and, um, which is easy when your style is based on that. When you when you don't have the luxury of, of big time skill players, it makes it. But it's going to be uh, there's going to be some times that people. I'm sure there's some people want to beat him on the way out because they probably Absolutely. haven't. Yeah, and there's some who are probably going to want to be like, hey, you know, or maybe I was his last win or something like that. I mean, that, that might be. <laughs> I, I know too many football coaches. I can't see many of them saying, yeah, I don't know if it's Kelly cool, wants. Cool, to, yeah, Tony I don't know if Kelly, Kelly or, or you know the CBC coach wants Can, to be the last win. Of, yeah, it's been how many years since he won a state title? Was it 10 or something like that? Uh, 2010? 10 was the last one. Uh, what are the chances of him going out with They got one? a shot. I mean, uh, you know. But they the, got the semis last year, is that right? The, no, they got the finals, finals. lost to CBC. Yeah. Uh, I think they got a shot. I, it's so balanced in Kansas City that you, you stay healthy and play well at the end of the year. And, and you know, he, he said that. He goes, you know, we're just trying to get better. But he talks about undefeated, but that's not. That's not what it's about. Yeah, that no. happens. And and really, they lost to Rockbridge last year and, and rattled off like 11 or 12 from that point on. And uh, really got it going. The only they lost to Rockbridge in week one, and then lost to CBC in the regular season, and lost to them in the in the postseason. And CBC was a better team. There's no yeah. doubt about that. And the the one they lost in the regular season was right after uh, one of their students had died in a car yeah. accident. And they had to travel to St. Louis, and they did it on a Saturday. And I watched about a quarter and a half of that online. And and those poor kids at Rockhurst mm-hmm. didn't want to be yeah. there. And the and the CBC kids were kind of like, uh, they were. I mean. They get it. I mean, yeah. they, when, when the other team's down, they're just trying to get their yeah. <laughs> get their work done and get out of there. Yep. Um, all right. Way too early list of Simone possible candidates here. 
because it is the last week of August, if you don't know. <laughs> uh, the Simone Award is the Heisman Trophy, basically, of uh, Kansas City High School football. Terrific annual tradition that's been going on since, oh, 1983? Yes, 83, I think it was, was the first one. one. Uh, the, the Sean Long, right? No, uh, Sean Long was the second one. Kelso? First Kelso, one? Jeff Kelso from Park Hill. Yeah, from Park Hill, the first one. So we're approaching, uh, gosh, in a couple of years, it's going to be 40 years yes. of Simone Awards. And before that, it was the, uh, the, Nigro. the Nigro Award. And that, and that was from the 50s through the late 70s, maybe. Dr. Nigro was Those the one poor who... kids in the late 70s and early 80s, that little gap I there. think there's only about a four or five-year gap. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have one. I, I want to find out who were the best <laughs> players in Kansas City in like 1980, 81, and 82. Well, one of the things that's interesting about the Simone Awards is those Nigro guys that come back out, and some of them are, you know... Oh, yeah. That the, the played They're in the 80, 50s. 85 yeah, years old, and yeah. They come, they and they all wear their, le- their letter jackets still. <laughs> yeah. That is, you're, you're right, that's one of the best part of this, parts of the ceremony. I think this year it's it's going to be, you know, there's no Graham Mertz. You know, it's yeah. kind of like it was two years ago, you know, when Ronnie Bell won it. And we had, you know, three, four, five guys that were in the mix. Yeah, and but, but no clear But cut. no clear. You know, I talked about Joe Campbell at Raytown. You know, it's kind of funny. You know, uh, 24 hours ago, 48 hours ago, he was he was sniffing the Fontana because he was still in class four. Right. But <laughs> now he's now eligible. To, now thanks to Misha, he's oh. eligible for the Simone. I mean, everybody's eligible, but it's uh, it's harder to win it when you're a class four. It is, four. yeah. A lot of times they'll vote <laughs> you for the Fontana. Fontana, by the way, is the uh, the best uh, uh, player in small class yes, football. class one four. Which is one through four in uh, Missouri and five down to one. In, no, it's four. It's, it's four, four down to one four in Kansas. Down, yeah, okay. four down so they allow five, yeah. yeah. Um, and so you like Joe Campbell. I like Joe Campbell. That's a good one. That's a good pick. I like Arlen Bruce, the fourth. His dad his won. Da- his dad by won. By the way, in the mid-90s at Olathe North. You know, and he plays quarterback for them, and you know, his dad was a tailback. I mean, I think if they had a quarterback, he might be the tailback. Yeah. But it, I've, you know, talking to an old friend of ours, Dave Stewart, who is still around those Olathe programs, he said that last spring he hadn't played – He'd never played baseball, or his freshman year, he'd never played baseball. Like, come on out. And he was the best outfielder Shocker. they had. <laughs> Shocker. They're like, we'll teach you how to hit enough. Right. And so, they, he, you know, he's just a great athlete. And, and you know, you watch him on tape, but his throwing, he's, he's going to be a junior this year. His throwing's gotten a little bit better yeah. each year. The one thing about him and then another guy is Keon Mosey. We talked about him from Lee Summit North. They're two guys who are really going to have their hands on the ball a lot. And, and you know, every year somebody goes, oh, well, so-and-so is going to win it. You're one ankle injury away. Well, and and two, <laughs> when Mick and Dion are talking about you, all the other teams are talking yeah. about you too. All the coaches know about you. Not as many people knew about uh, Mosey last year or Campbell, and they came out and had great seasons. A lot of times, those those junior years are the are the big years, yeah. and then you got the target on your back. And who knows? Maybe you, you graduated some guys, and you're 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 the guy now. It's almost harder a lot of times to duplicate that your senior year. Well, uh, you know, last year Mertz goes down to Pittsburgh. Tweaks a knee, yep. and a, they were starting a, a freshman after that in a in a bad spot that looked like it was almost intentional, and it was like how long was he going to be out? He only missed one game. The freshman came in and played well. Henry Martin is his name. He's going to be a, the sophomore starting quarterback at Blue Valley North. He's probably two years away, but he's a guy who's going to like Alabama camps and things like really? that. So, uh, no, I I think that those three, Mosey and Arlen Bruce and Campbell, are really three that are going to stand out. But there's you know there's always going to be somebody who comes in. And, and has a good yeah. run. I mean, C.J. Price, he had like 1,800 yards the year before, so we kind of had an idea what he was going to do, but he was even even more of a Kansas free City, though, year. you're kind of always under yeah. the radar there. And so, yeah, he and was, un- had a you great know, year last it, year. It, it, any other year without Graham Mertz there, C.J. Price wins it yep. and wins it easily. And that's just that how, that's how it is. I mean, Darian Miller had two outstanding years at, at Blue Springs, and he didn't win it. 
Bubba won it. Tony, <laughs> Tony Tipple's maybe the best running back Tony, yeah, I've seen yeah, outside Tony Tipple of Darren, or after Darren Sproles, and he never won. Yeah, he was he was nicked up. His, his senior year, he got nicked up mm-hmm. and didn't have as good a year as he did his junior year. And that was back in the day where Olathe North was just turning out oh, like yeah. twenty five hundred yard running backs yeah. every year. So uh, it's 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 one of those deals that, that it just depends on how things shake out. And yeah. I, I'm, I mean, those are three to watch, but I'm ready for some games to start so we can start talking yeah. about some other well, people. As let's well. let's talk about those games. Week one coming up on Friday night. A couple jumping off the page uh, at me right away. Lee Summit West at Park Hill, uh, as well as Lee Summit North and Liberty North. A um, couple big ones to start yeah, things that, off. You know, we have our, you go to our website, you'll see our big three games that we have there. And uh, those are two of our big three games. Now, oh, Mick, good. I picked them right. Yeah. Mick, Mick always gives me a hard, used to give me a hard time over at Metro Sports because I right. I had a big three on each side of the state line. He goes, well, it's really a big, big six. six right? I don't yeah. know. It's each side of the state line. So we're fair to each mm. side of the state line. But what if they play each other, <laughs> Kansas Creek, Missouri? Which side does it go to? Home uh, team. Home, home team. team. That's okay, real. That, make, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are two of your uh, big three games. Yeah, and I think those are great tests. At Liberty North, the third year under Greg Jones, who came over from Kearney after winning multiple state championships there. They, they're kind of the third year in Greg Jones's weight program. And if, if you're not familiar with kind of what Greg Jones is about, he is, he is one of the better weight room guys in the city. Um, Just look at him. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't miss a lift. He's torn to shreds. Um, but no, he he does a great job, and 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 he really, and that's there's two things that he did at Carney, is he was able to keep large freshman classes involved to where they were seniors. They just plugged right in, mm-hmm. and also you know build a weight room culture that really got things going. And this is the third year, so you got now kids who are juniors and seniors who've really been a part of this and, and turning over. And then you know at least some in North. How do they how do they roll in? There were some expectations for them last year, um, but this year there's a lot more expectations. I mean, the, the people are not, you know, looking past them at all. So this is definitely a, you know spot for both these teams to make a statement in week one, and then at least on West and Park Hill. I mean, they've been two of the best teams in the city for a long time, and uh, you know it's that that game's kind of gone back and forth the last few years. At least on West kind of handled them last year. Park Hill got off to a tough start last year, and then played better towards the end. They ended up five and five, uh, but they've they've got a lot of talent. Their depth is going to be tested, and and, it, and if they can come out of this game, you know, win or lose, healthy every week that they come out of the the, the game healthy, they're going to be better at the end of the year. Who's your Who's your third Remax Big Three game on the Missouri side this week? Uh, Harrisonville and Carney, and and last year this was not really a close game. Carney went down to Harrisonville and got the win. It's kind of funny because it was a rematch of the state championship that, that Harrisonville had won in sixteen or in seventeen. Yep. Yeah, and so it, it's it's one of those that uh, is a is a good test for both of them. Harrisonville is going to be a lot better this year. They they kind of found a quarterback as the season went on last year and and kind of righted the ship. They've got a new uh, coach, Brent Maxwell, their their coach, and the AD. He kind of stepped back right before the season started, and Kyle Shanker, who's their defense coordinator, took over. So there's not a new guy walking in the door. Right. It was a little late in the game. There's no doubt about that. But uh, Coach Maxwell kind of stepped back. You know, you know, taking that family. Uh, you know, putting that family first, and I, I congratulate him for that. He's still the AD. He's still there. Um, but no, Coach Coach Shanker takes over, and so it it'll be interesting to see how they kind of adjust. And I they don't like losing to Carney, no, in in anything. So I mean, they they've played each other enough in a state championship game. There's still that taste in there uh, in Carney's mouth for for that game. And uh, no, it's uh, th- those are the three big games, but a lot of great games on on Friday night in Missouri. So I I think the some some years the schedule. And the first week you kind of go, uh. and then the next year, yeah. those teams get better, and you're like, oh, that game wasn't as good last right. year. <laughs> In a two year cycle, which most of them schedule, that that week one sometimes is great one year and not very good the next. Yep, and some good ones uh, this year. How about this one? Um, so we got uh, 
Raytown jumping up and playing Blue Springs South in week one. That was almost a class four v class six game. Still, though, a chance for Raytown to earn some points here and uh, beat a big boy. Yeah, Raytown beat them last year by one point. And at, at the time, it looked like, you know, at the time, it was one of the biggest wins in Raytown history. And uh, South was down. I don't think people really knew kind of where they were going. And, and I think they that kind of showed. Uh, then, then Raytown backed that up by losing to Oak Park. Yeah. So that was kind of their. They, they've kind of had some of those moments, and I think that 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 just shows they had a lot of underclassmen on that team. And sometimes it, they're 16, 17, 18 years old, and you don't know from week to yeah. week what they're going to be. And so that's tough. But I, I think if Raytown can go to Blue Spring South, who's going to be there's going to be a lot of energy at Blue Spring South with a new coach, um, talent wise. I think Raytown on the on the first twenty two is probably yeah. a little more. Uh, talented Blue Spring South has good juniors and sophomores and freshmen, but their seniors it's not it's it's a, it's not their best class. So uh, I, it's it's a good test. I, I, I'm going to pick Raytown in that game. I haven't done my picks yet, but that's definitely where I'm yeah. going with that one. Um, all right. Lastly, here, give me a name of a small town school out there that maybe we haven't mentioned a class one, two, class three school that can go out there because we don't pay as much attention to them each and every year, right? And yeah. then come playoff time, you have you look like, uh, oh, uh, Lexington's uh, undefeated or you've got, uh, you know, Richmond. Uh, who out there this year on the Missouri side can be a, can just be a dominant juggernaut in one of their, the, the smaller classes? Well, you know, Lathrop went undefeated and, and uh, went to the yep. state championship game last year, and I really like how they're playing. Their problem is – is that they got moved into a district with Maryville coming down? No way. And, and Hogan Prep <laughs> coming down, and so they're <laughs> they're all like, a district from hell. Yeah, and and not, not to mention their rival Lawson. Yeah. Um. So they're that's a team I'd look at. You know, Mid Buchanan, which is kind of up north towards the St. Joe area, they made a run to the semifinals last year, and they really have a, a lot more athletes than they've had in the past. I think some some of the people in St. Joe are kind of moving down into that area, yeah. so they they really um, are good. And then if you want to go way south. Adrian was in the in, a, in the mm-hmm. semifinals last year, or no? Yeah, semifinals last year against Lincoln, and they lost Lincoln. And, and Lincoln looks like they're going to be the number one team to start the season. Adrian's a pretty good, pretty good football town, and and they've got things going. And uh, we've got a guy, one of our guys, Cole Young, is from Adrian, so I'm definitely informed yeah. on Adrian. You, you know, way too much. <laughs> I know, about Adrian, uh, yeah, I know you? way too much about Adrian. There's no doubt about that. All right, that's it. That's it. Uh, first uh, snap, tackle, and pod podcast of uh, of your lives, really, and, and ours as well. Thanks so much for being a part of it. For Dion Clouseau, I'm Mick Schaefer. Be sure to check out all the coverage on PrepsKC.com as well as 41. Action news come up on Friday. It's best time of the year, right? High school oh. football season. And it's not hot, so that's even better. I know. <laughs> There's should no storms, nice. it's not hot. It should be nice on Friday night. Maybe some some moisture as well. That would, uh, that's the other problem great. when you start August 18th. There's oh, thunderstorms rolling through all the time. Check the schedules. These schools will start games at 5 o'clock. Yeah, you got thunderstorms rolling follow us, follow us on Twitter yep. as well, PrepsKC, at PrepsKC, and you get all that information. All right, that sounds good. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.